A bizarre crime has been committed. The public flabbergasted. Cops baffled. To John Chu Public, I say the scene is awful. Carnage, mayhem, despair, anarchy. The cool spots have been kidnapped, and only one spot is left to save his cohorts. He'll need your help. Make no mistake, you'll encounter crabs-wearing underwear, demented cheese-slinging pajama mice, teeth with no head. But remember, that little cool spot is out there somewhere. You may be all he's got. Cool spot on Sega Genesis. Welcome to Play Retro. I'm Scott Johnson. And by the way, uh, I want to say this. <laughs> I'm a guy who would play a video game about Kentucky Fried Chicken if it was good. What, the chicken or the game? The game. And I am your other host, Brian Dunaway, and I am thirsty for a man dressed in an aluminum attire and a cool spot to lay my head. Oh, oh fry guys. Oh, a cool spot to lay your head. A cool spot. That's pretty good. I Brian. love that commercial, by the way, at the top of the show. I don't think I've, I didn't find that one. I, all the ones I went digging through, yeah. I didn't hear that one. So good job. That seemed like the one that I remember seeing that may have, may or may not have tricked me into buying that game in the first place. So, uh, right. I will not say tricked one way or the you. other. Well, I mean, think about it for a second. At that time, in 1994, how stoked were we for brands to be in our video games? I wasn't. I thought it was a bad idea. We're going to get into all of that and why yes. Cool Spot from 7-Up and uh, Virgin uh, Virgin Interactive uh, and technically, uh, who was the other? There's another dev involved. Anyway, we'll get to all that. Right. Those guys made a game that actually worked somehow, and it's an interesting phenomenon. There are other games that sort of followed suit, some with less success and others with more, um, and we're going to talk about that today. So stick around for all of that. Before we get into it, though, I want to put a big fat thanks into the air. For David Martinez, why do you ask? Oh, I didn't bring it down here. The whole there's a whole box upstairs, no. and you're getting a whole box in the mail because I had to I had to split what I got and then send you the other half. Um, <laughs> David Martinez sent us. Uh, he's a huge retro game nerd, and he has a ton of stuff in his collection, like all kinds of stuff. Oh, uh, he's he sent pictures today on Twitter, and oh my god, it was the moment that I realized. I'm in trouble. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm in, I'm in trouble. I could see me totally going to those depths. Yeah, it's nuts. And so he's, he's dumped some of his collection and given it to us. So we're going to get these little arcade cabinets that are playable. Uh, I think I sent you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Uh, which he mentioned was one for sure to send to you. I think I can't yes. remember Frogger's here. That or is Frogger's that's with spot you. on. He asked me and that's the one I wanted. I ended up with Joust and some others. Anyway, they're really oh, rad. I just want to thank him for that. It was a super nice thing to find at the post office box and uh, we're thrilled about it. So thank you uh, very much, David Martinez, for the awesome loot that you sent us. Absolutely. I also picked up during the week uh, one of these. So I got, a, I got a little wild hair up my rump and decided <laughs> by... A uh, a popular. They make uh, an ointment for that, by the way. But high, go ahead. A highly rated portable emulation device called the Ambernick. And when I say a- amber, a- it's not A M. It's A N B E R N I C. Oh, yeah. And Ambernick. Yeah, okay. like like Gambolin, sort of. Uh, not really. It's this semi-transparent black case. They have a wooden one as well. I didn't go for that one. Um, you can see on this thing, there's. There's already a bunch of categories, uh, all games, PSP, PlayStation, Neo, Neo Geo Pocket, Neo Geo Normal, Dreamcast, 
It actually plays Dreamcast games. It's crazy. And this is this is all preloaded. This is a bunch of these are preloaded. So the they have categories for almost everything you can think of, including there's a version of the Game Boy I've never heard of here. Hold on. Oh, there's N64 in here. I didn't know that. Uh, Super NES. Let's see. Game Boy, Nintendo General. Oh, PC Engine, MSX. Uh, the three Capcom boards, like they're different system boards. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the Wonder Swan <laughs> color, Mame, of course. Uh, Final Burn Neo, whatever the hell that was. Oh yeah, Final Burn Neo. That's the Mame emulator that most of us are using on uh, Retro Arch. And so, before Don't anyone does like what I have right now, uh, what's his name up there? Uh, attorney, Ace Attorney, whatever. Ace Attorney. Uh, oh man, I love it. It looks good. The screen is sharp. At least yeah, to uh, nice. at least we're looking at. It's very smooth. Yeah, it's looking. nice and bright. And that's partly why I picked it up. So this thing was on Amazon for not too much money. And um, of all of these sorts of things, and there's a ton of these kinds of things. Oh out God, there. It, it's so intimidating. Like I don't particularly care to buy these kind of things off Amazon, but you know sometimes it's the cheapest, quickest, easiest way to do it. And uh, oh my God, you sent me the link to the one you had, mm-hmm. and then like underneath it was the same brand being sold by about 20 different sellers. And I'm like, ah, yeah, too much. Too, it's a lot. So the reason I chose this one is because it supports a couple of native built-in uh, managers, I guess, is if you want to put it that way, or, or emulation systems. One of right them the being, cores. one of them being uh, the one that you're using all the time, RetroArch, which I, I have to admit, right. I was a little bit newbie to uh, when when we started doing this show. I didn't realize how far that had come. Um, anyway, so this is running in RetroArch. Let me turn this up a little bit. This is actually just a copy of the Neo Geo Pocket. Um, uh, shit, metal or uh, metal? What's it called? Gosh dang it! I forgot the name of the damn thing. Metal, gosh dang it! That's uh, my metal favorite. slug. Second second mission. Oh, it's metal slug. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it plays real good. Like, I'm having more fun with the Neo Geo stuff than I expected on here. The Neo Geo stuff was always amazing. When I would see the Neo Geo stuff at the arcade, I was like, okay, yeah. this is the next level. Plus, it was also, they had, like, you know, multiple games on the same system. And it's just like, oh, you mean I get to just pick? Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, and it's, it. oh, I just figured out how to put it to sleep. That was the thing I was struggling with, but I just figured it out. Anyway. Um, it's a very cool little device so far. It's got a 64 or maybe 128, I forget, gigabyte uh, micro SD in there. There's another 16 gig micro SD that is just system software. Like it's it's the retro right. arch and stuff like that. So there's two of those. So you can do a lot with like messing with those. Um, there's a bit videos that are showing how people uh, flash the, the, uh, the, or, you know, flash the, what do you call it? <laughs> the, re- the firmware and dink with it and yeah, add all kinds firmware, of stuff. Yes. Yeah, firmware. It's got two charge reports on the bottom. Actually, one's for data. The other is for data or charging. They're both USB-C. Um, a little analog stick on the front, D-pad, and then, of course, your A, B, X, and Y. Wait, uh, did you just call me a D-pad? You're a D-pad. Well done, D-pad. Thanks, man. Um, a very Thanks, game- man. Now, now I feel like I'm properly back in the 90s mindset when you call me a D-pad. That's- Good. Good. I'm going to do Perfect. that from now on. That's your new name here on the show, D Pad. Uh, we, anyway, we had a yeah. we ahead. had a lot of people who responded to that on our uh, Twitter account, Play Retro Show. Yeah. Um, and I, I got a couple of suggestions because I'm still looking. I'm as well going to look for a uh, handheld. I haven't decided though because I like the idea of using real carts because you can pick these things up. You know, most of them pick up fairly reasonably, and as long as you don't go crazy, uh, it shouldn't be too bad but i would like to get the uh like something that uses the fpga so that you know supposed to be like 
emulates the true hardware, Mister, mm-hmm. the ultimate retro gaming device, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm still looking into it. But uh, if, if you're if you're listening and you've got some great recommends, either hit us up on Twitter or uh, play retro show at gmail.com. Let us, let us know. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, again, I did this based on reviews and cost comparison to, you know, how good the reviews are. There's a lot of stuff out there that was just like, do it yourself. Like here's the shell. Now you put in a raspberry Pi and build the rest. I didn't want to do that. Um, I didn't want one that was, um, you know, ridiculously expensive or too cheap because I don't trust it. This thing's got some localization issues. So some of the menus are just a little funky on, on the English, uh, not that big a deal, but uh, plenty of YouTube videos and stuff to help me out. So anyway, so far so good. I like it. I forgot to mention this has two, or it has all four shoulder buttons on the back of it. If you play a game that has nice. shoulder buttons, yeah, so you can play a little tick tick tick. The, the fact that you got one and that it arrived yeah. and that it works, yeah, is a miracle. We're already in Miracle Town. Yeah, <laughs> right. We're already. I'm already pleased. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So uh, anyway, as far as what games are, uh, you know, interesting there so far. Um, right. I'm really happy to be getting into some old Genesis stuff. And I played a few games that yes. I thought were rad back in the day that I don't think are that good now. <gasps> like, I don't Blast think Streets of Rage 2 is as good as everyone says it was. It was good when I played right? it, but eh, Streets of Rage. This is going to come up a lot in future play retro shows. What holds up, uh, what's, what and how we're playing it, and if it works in modern sensibilities. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a topic that we talk about a lot for sure. Um, all right, Brian, tell me about your, your, uh, your gaming area. You said you're going to make some changes. What are you doing there? Right. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, we've been getting a lot of people sending in pictures and, you know, of their gaming areas and what they're doing. And I've been very impressed and inspired to rethink my gaming space. I would like a space. I don't want, okay. So I'm going to ask out the community here. And Scott, especially. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want a mancade, right? Yeah. I don't want it to be all about the bro. Yeah. I want an area, and I'll give dimensions later on. Uh, but I want a small area where I can get the best, you know, experience for family coming in and playing. Right. Oh, interesting. Like I want okay. them to. I want them to feel welcome in my area and feel like I want to share my retro love with my younger kids and my spouse. Yeah. Well, I mean, the easiest way to do it is get a little box with a retro pie in there and plug it into your TV. I mean, that might be the easiest way, but if you're trying to have probably the easiest way, but I don't think it truly represents what I experienced, especially at the arcade. Mm. I mean, that's certain, that certainly would be kind of a, a console experience. I've already done that somewhat. Like I, I, I made all my kids, uh, uh, play records when I got, I got a record player a couple of years ago <laughs> yeah. and wherever they would come over, I'd be like, Hey, uh, put this album on. Yeah. Cause I just wanted them to experience what I experienced. So then we have conversations. They can go, Oh yeah. When you pick up the needle, you know, when you do this, it's, it's a very, it's very analog, Yeah, but it's, it was an experience. And no, I, I, I just want to share that. I don't want to drive my kids crazy with it. Yeah. But I do want to share the experience. Well, you just need a arcade cabinet. That yeah. plays a bunch of stuff on a smaller ass screen. That's not great. Oh, look at that little header. See, that's cool. Waka waka, right? Everyone. Yeah, this is. Uh, they actually they've they've already been uh, you know lovingly purchasing me uh, retro gifts, and so I'm trying to decorate a little bit too. Yeah, I want to do that too around here. I worked on that. I worked on that cabinet. A little update on that. Uh, cleaned I'm very it up. Excited. Super dirty. I had to clean it. 
And uh, now the next step is to pull that CRT out of there, which is going to be yeah. the thing I got to be careful with because those are the ones that retain their charge and can hurt you. So that's right. next. But you just just send uh, just send a kid out to get it. You, you want to share the experience. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Neon Gremlin. Now in the you chat. know what it feels like when a CRT blows up in your hands. There you go. Neon Gremlin in the chat says he's got a bunch of ideas, but he, he wants to drop diagrams and send them. Please do send it to our email. We'd love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll give you guys show. my my floor dimensions and some of the things I'm thinking. I'll maybe even take a couple of pictures and stuff, and we'll kind of track it as we go along. So Scott's going to be building an arcade, and I'm going to be trying to make my podcast gaming area more friendly yeah i don't think i'm building an arcade though <laughs> i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna work I'm on that arcade ma- cabinet yeah i'm gonna work on that machine and that's it i am not building an arcade hell, hell to the no although i might do it in uh i was messing around in vr and um horizon worlds and yes. you can build anything in there i i, I went to some guy built an arcade and i went in there and i played a ripoff version of pac-man that was amazing I don't know how he did it. It's just tools. It's got scripting language and stuff, so you can just program whatever you want. You do it all in VR. You build the whole thing. It's all object-oriented and all these triggers and scripts and stuff. And and, uh, it made me just want to make a cool arcade space. You know I've done a little bit of that because I I got really excited about the Emu VR. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, but I'm not – I'm I'm impatient. You know, they haven't made it so that you can import your own items yet. You're kind of like uh, stuck with – you know, the, the screens and TVs they have in there. And so I started reading because it was built on Unity. So I started digging deeper and I'm like, oh, okay, what if, what if I just wanted to make my own little small personal space? So I've been digging into Unity and how they're doing some of that stuff. Yeah. Now, it wouldn't be nearly as cool as what Emu VR goes, but it would allow me to make something very customized, very specific to me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Emu uh, arcade. It's an arcade. I've had people. I say emu, and I know that I'm a, I'm a U.S. citizen, so it's E M U V R. And some people have said that's not how you say it. I'm like, okay, well, I say emu. I don't know what you say. <laughs> nah, I feel you. Um, well, anyway, we got a lot to talk about today, so we're going to dive in and talk about Cool Spot and why it matters. So enjoy. <laughs> Shall we play a game? Yep, we shall play a game. Let's get into it. Um, It's part of what I would refer to as product brand-based games, which even today are kind of unusual, but they do happen. And in your head, you might be going, yeah, Pepsi Man, or uh, how about that Burger King Sneak King thing? That Burger King gave away a bunch of 360 games for a long time, or they maybe didn't give them away. They were maybe like five bucks or something. Three, it was like three ninety nine, so you could yeah. choose. It's like, okay, do I want to eat a burger mm-hmm. or do I want to play Sneak King? Well, what if you want to eat a burger and play Sneak King? I guess you'd just be out like eight bucks. You're something. rich. Yeah, you're loaded. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so those are those come to mind, and 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 Sneak King, by the way, not a bad game. It was all right. Um, we'll talk about it yeah. and its place here in a second. But the game I want to focus on is a game that came out. In 19, where's the date? 93. 1993 is when uh, Cool Spot came out. That's what we're going to talk about. There it is, yeah. So December of that year, Virgin 
uh, interactive put out this game on the Sega Genesis at first, I believe, and then later SNES. I think it came later, right? I think so. I believe that is correct. It eventually went to uh, the SNES and also uh, the Sega Master System as well as the Sega handheld. Yeah, the the Game Gear. Game Gear got one. I remember playing the Game Gear one and thinking it was not very good. But the version on the Genesis and the version on the SNES were pretty was pretty strong. When the SNES version right in the middle of the console wars, too, man. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Those were the times to be alive. And uh, right. anyway, as a result, uh, it was a kind of a revelation. It was like, no, wait a minute. Games can be okay that are like brand names and stuff. Oh, I don't know why this has sound. Hold on, everybody. <laughs> I love that you just played Spot. That yeah. was cool Spot right there. Right yeah, then, that was it? him. It's him jumping around that stupid logo. Um, but anyway, Spot, cool Spot, that is, is the little... I don't know if he's a mascot. What is he? I guess he's he a, mascot. Is a mascot. So, so he's a mascot that really came into full being uh, around 88 when they released the, the first spot game, but he'd been in their marketing for a while, especially in the U S or exclusively in the U S at that point. Uh, we had seen the seven up spot actually turn into a uh, uh, Pac-Man uh, during the early eighties, yeah. which is a weird tie over. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's the little, he's just a little dot that's between the seven and the up that are on the bottles. That yeah. Little, a little seven dot. up guy. And he's, he's part of the logo and some bright idea guy in the, in the, in the seven up corporation <laughs> went, you know what? We could make this guy a character. And so they did. And lo and behold, it was actually a pretty good platformer. I played a bunch today I'm not 100% sure I think it holds up, but it does okay. Um, Here's a taste of what that sounds like. This is him surfing in on the 7-Up bottle, which is the thing he does at the very beginning. He comes surfing in, and then he lands on this island. Now he's jumping on red balloons as you do and collecting other spots. He's collecting cool points is what he's collecting. Yeah, because those aren't actual spots. They look like them, like baby spots, but they're they're more like... uh, (laughs) You might need to have that looked at. Yeah, have that looked at. Now, my only big problem with this game is it's decided to do something control-wise that maybe this was okay back then, but it drives me a little nuts today. And that is they're not the buttons you would hope them to be. Uh, Jump is B... Um, right. A is shoot your your bubbles to, to hurt things. And that threw me the whole time. I was like, no, jump should be A. Right. B should be maybe should B shouldn't be anything. X should be the shooting. Um, that just drove me right. nuts. So I don't I don't remember what the original control scheme was. No. I'm using a 360 controller to, to emulate this. So uh, it's not there, quite the same. There's one of your there's one of your problems right there. Um, I'm holding up right now the Sega Genesis uh, mini. Uh, replication of the original three-button Sega Genesis, which is the one we're talking about right now. Yeah. Uh, and the D-pad is an eight-direction, eight and it uses, a, and the way they're set up is a little different than the Xbox D-pad, which is probably how you played this. Um, and I can certainly see if you being frustrated if you were using the uh, Xbox controller D-pad for I that. Had, I had no problem with movement. Movement was no problem. My problem was, was right. strictly the assignment the of the abilities on the yeah. buttons. That drove me that's, nuts. That's true, because, you know, on the old controller, it was just all, it was in a straight line, right? That's how the buttons were. So it, I, that's how I played it. And so yeah. I didn't have any trouble there. But you're right. I have played some Sega games on the Xbox, and it's very confusing because, uh, it's X, A, B, which are the th- bottom three buttons, and it's more of a V shape than yeah. straight across. This and is so also it gets this, this is a good confused. discussion because back in the day, this is all of the all of the gaming consoles and brands were fighting to decide who was going to have the best, or who would have the interface that would become standardized. And right. Try as they might, even Nintendo, with all the reach and wonder of Nintendo, 
their thing is strictly only Nintendo. No one else does it. Like Sony and Microsoft, they've got their own twists, but they're still kind of the same. So if you hit A on an Xbox and you hit the the cross button or X on the PlayStation, they essentially have the same, you know, same muscle memory. You're not going to you're going to have to remember exactly. or rememorize everything whereas on a on a Nintendo device of any kind or controller you're constantly having to go, oh, right, B is it's, back, not jump. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. It's like just weird. It's, 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 it's an interesting evolution. We'll have, to get a, we'll have to have a whole episode one day about controllers because, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, there, oh, there's just so many things we could talk about controllers. I know. It's impossible to, I, to, to just do it. one, but I do love controller talk. I love the six-button Genesis controller. I think I even played yes. this game with it at the time. I, that may not be right, but I think I did. And I preferred that controller it, it so much to the three-button one that I just basically right. wanted to burn my three-button ones. I hated them. Right. Yeah, look so, at that. Yeah, thing. the six-button would have been around in 93, so that that shouldn't have been, if I if I remember correctly. Now, this is my 8-bit do six-button wireless that I have here. Genesis, yeah. And that'll yeah. that's and I, uh, that'll connect to any Bluetooth, right? Straight up Bluetooth. Uh, cor- correct. Now, the of course, uh, the six-button doesn't do anything on the cool spot because really you're only using two buttons and the controls on the cool spot is actually it was a little bit frustrating for me as well and it more had to do with the momentum movement and also the uh, you have to on the sega genesis version you have to be moving to adjust your shooting angle so it's eight directional Mm. and if you're gonna shoot some crabs right if you're gonna shoot the crabs yeah you gotta you gotta shoot them you got by the way you're shooting them with your carbonated bubbles right Mm -hmm. because you're a cool spot because you're uh, you're you're a fuzzy drink character absolutely yeah they can't they can't stand it they can't stand it no these crabs dude these crabs are like f (laughs) you i don't want none of your freaking fizzy drink (laughs) (laughs) no you're fizzy what is this yeah this is not natural you're lemon in your lime with your cane sugar but uh yeah so that was one of the things I had trouble with trying to if you would be in a certain position you're like okay am I gonna have to jump all the way back so I can reapproach this because I stopped along my run mm-hmm. and now I can't shoot directly at the crab that's diagonally mm-hmm. in front of me so it, it can be very frustrating and also some of the platforming stuff there's a little bit of a cheat with his uh how he grabs a hold of like balloons, especially mm-hmm. like in the air. Yeah. So when he jumps towards it, you're like, yeah, I can't jump that high normally, but it, you know, it's magnetic and it yeah. just pulls you towards it. Yeah. And uh, it so can get a little confusing. For it a can be a little confusing. It's also very herky jerky compared to what I remember. Uh, a lot of yeah. sh- screen shifting, which I think was a, I don't know, the Genesis that, always that prided could, itself on this kind of movement. Right. That could have been some of the emulation. I'm not sure. I emulated this on my Sega Genesis Mini, which uses the Sega Genesis emulator, whatever they got built in there. Yeah, and uh, it was fairly smooth. Are me. you are you able to? Are you? Do you have that thing hacked so you're like loading ROMs into it and stuff? I have that. Right, thing. I right. Should do that. I do. Yeah, absolutely. It's very simple to do. Uh, is let me see if I can remember the name of the of the application. Basically, you have to plug it in. Uh, through a USB, yeah. and you have to you can d- download this portable version of something called Hackchi. 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 It's also Hackchi. Uh-huh. It's also a SNES I, or NES uh, emulator cracker as well. But mm-hmm. I used it for the Sega Genesis. Uh, you have to have a very special. You have to make sure that you have the original cable with the the Mini too. Oh, because it's got interesting. Little, you know, it's got that micro USB. Yeah, freaking hate the micro. micro USB. The yes, the micro. I hate yeah. micro. Micro is the worst interface connector micro ever built. The worst. They break. Always shorten out. Make everything USB C and knock it off already, everybody. What are you doing? 
<laughs> thing's not that old. It came out just a couple years ago. We've had that for right. we've had the USB C standard forever. What are we doing anyway? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's hey, a good question. Did you know uh, Frank Welker was the voice of Cool Spot? Did you know that? I mean the one that goes. Yeah, little, Me- freaking Megatron. Yeah. Megatron did That's the voice. Crazy. He was, of course, that guy was doing voices for everything back in the day. But he's like the Troy right. Baker of uh, of the '90s. He did all video game voices, and uh, <laughs> this was one of those for sure. Surely um, he must have been. He, they must have sped that up, right? Oh well, I mean, either that or he's just you know he's a genius. Whatever he can do, anything. he is a genius. I've heard him do what? Like I think he's snarf on. Isn't he snarf? Oh, that yeah. Is he snarf? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't. Remember. I'm, I'm trying to hear it. Snarf, snarf, snarf. <laughs> I mean, I have him as Megatron here. Let's hear that. Um, where is he? Well, Megatron definitely. Here he is. No more Optimus Prime. Oh, doesn't sound like no that. No more cool Optimus spot. Prime. Snarf. Yeah, he's not like that in this game. But uh, anyway, that's him, and uh, he he did it throughout all the versions. And when I say versions, I don't know if you guys knew this. There was a sequel. We'll get to that in a minute. There were others of their era. They were a little bit like this. You pointed out a game I'd never heard of, and I want to talk about just for a second, yes. called McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. On the surface of that, that makes me want to vomit because yeah. it's probably the worst pot, at least a cool spot. It's like, ah, it's a drink. It's refreshing. It's whatever. But I hear this <laughs> and I just go, ah, McDonald's in my video games. Are you kidding me? How lame must this be? And it, it turns out is, it's, it's not that bad. It's all right. That game. I I was really shocked. Now, I played Cool Spot, and my opinion of that was, well, you know, it still kind of holds up somewhat, but it's repetitive in a lot of spots, and I'm like, eh, it's a lot of spots. And uh, But then I never played this McDonald Treasure Land adventure, yeah. and uh, I had always been kind of thrown away from it because it's like, it's, it's syrupy, right? Yeah. It's got tons of color. It's got Ronald McDonald walking around with his big pants and big shoes on. Yeah. And just like I was going to be annoying, you it's know, it's like kids, hundred percent for kids in every way. There's nothing about yeah. this that tells you an adult should play it. No, um, but as an adult, oh my god, <laughs> I thought this this game this is made by Treasure, the yeah. game company, and it was just it was it was an amazing experience. It was such variety in in characters, yeah. and it was just it's it, it surprised kind of me how good it is for what it is. Here's a little bit of that kind of a jaunty. Very, very yeah. Genesis soundtrack going on here. Yeah. So basically, here's what you do. You scroll left to right uh, as Ronald McDonald, which looks real weird on screen, but he's this big, you know, jaunty looking clown. And he's got... Uh, it's, Fred, it's Fred Willard. He has. He does look like Fred Willard. The original Fred Willard... Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Original uh, version Ronald. Of Ronald, right. yeah. So anyway, he's got this uh, three abilities, basically. He's got jump. Uh, run, of mm-hmm. course, jump, run, and then right. some kind of sparkly shooter. That's a, maybe that's maybe that's most also be like soda or something. I don't know what that is. I, I, it's it's magic. You're definitely existing in a magic world. You're not going to see as many um, McDonald's characters as you thought because this is outside kind of the realm of the usual McDonald's universe. Yeah, uh, so Ronald has found a map, <laughs> and he's got we know his four pieces, and he's got to find the four pieces of the map. Chat room, and, uh, chat room says it's salt, by the way. I love is that. Is it salt? I don't I, that know. That makes sense. That if makes it sense. is, if it, it is, that's amazing. I freaking yeah, love and, it. And one thing they didn't mention is his uh, his other power, which is to uh, to squat like he's taking a poop, yeah. which is my favorite part. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that part. Or not, I have, I, you, I, when you... I played it earlier, I played this game today. Okay. I just want to let everybody know yeah, yeah. that I took some time out of my life and played uh, Ronald McDonald's <laughs> Goofy Adventure. And 
he uh well he's got another ability too which is he takes his i don't know what that is his hat or a shoe or a sock or something oh no no are you are you talking about his okay so ronald is not only a clown he is also a magician clown right so he's got he's got a magic scarf like you pull out of your is sleeve he? is like he a magician i never heard that before is that true well you know most clowns do at least a small a dabble in magic right that's what <laughs> that's what clowns do they dabble in magic so he's got like this He's got this scarf that pulls out of his sleeve, and he grabs. Uh, that's part of uh, when you're not platforming. You're usually trying to get to higher levels using that. Yeah, scarf. Yeah, it's like a ver- it's a verticality pulls. mechanic that you don't usually see in these yeah. games. And you know, as annoying as I think it looks, I think in practice it's actually kind of a cool mechanic. Uh, so right. I was impressed with that. And they also have zip lines that are based on a similar thing. You got to hold the button to make it work. There's these little gnomes that are the worst. I want to. I want to murder them oh, all. Oh, the, the the weather gnomes are really kind of the worst because they're they're kind of hard to approach. Uh, this game is not. You know, we we're we're lauding praise on it, but there's also a lot of shortcomings. I mean, how about it's really good for the market it's in, which yeah. is you know, advert gaming. And yeah. uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of difficulty in uh, controlling the characters. And, yeah, and listen, this is a real jaunty. Listen. This. I mean, you know, that makes you want to go get some nuggets, some fries, yeah. maybe, you know, go spend makes some you want money. to go collect, collect some Furbies. There's all kinds of weird non-canon uh, <laughs> ga- uh, characters in this game. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, there's like these Furby characters. There's there's gestures yeah. that you got to you got to attack. There's uh, there's some dance. There's some ballerinas later on and gnomes. I'm like, there's never been gnomes. So but they really did this. This uh, treasure games. Uh, was commissioned by uh, Sega. Treasure mm-hmm. Games was starting, right? Yeah. There was some group of developers from another game company. They were getting together and they were trying to get, uh, they were trying to get the ability to publish their games on platforms, and they couldn't, they couldn't make it happen. Yeah. So Sega basically strong armed them into making this McDonald's thing. Yeah, and now so, they, they got yeah. a deal and they made it, but. It's, but they know. they did really they didn't they didn't phone it in man no, they really did a good job I'll give them that I think it's as good as any other you know certainly any other tie in game uh, better than most I think that the fact that there's no like grimace mini boss or freaking Mayor McCheese <laughs> is ridiculous why aren't there fry guys now, and stuff what well, is going on right right there's uh there's okay as you go along the economy in this game is outrageous by the way there's like flowers and gems and different things going on so you can collect you can get uh. You can get more Ronald lives, and then you want to get the gems because this actually one thing this game really holds over the platformer spot, cool spot, is that there are boss fights. So you'll go to these boss fights, and the way you beat the boss is you allow them to suck the gems out of your pocket, and when, while they're distracted, you can hit them with the salt, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You hit them with the the, the fry salt, yeah. and uh, it it will uh, it will it will. Oh, there's the ha- there's them- the Bur- hamburger burglar. Yeah, the Hamburglar's here. He's the first character that you come across, but he's not a bad guy. Oh, I didn't get that what far. What he's doing is, okay. right, you're unlocking you're unlocking the Hamburglar, uh, Birdie. Remember the bird that couldn't fly that had to use balloons? Yeah. That plays a, that plays a game. That plays a part in this game, too. you got to collect a power-up for balloons for later on uh, when you get in situations where you fall off a platform and you can't get back up and the balloons will carry you away if you have it. Otherwise, you just die. Okay. Um Pretty pretty complex stuff, actually. Believe it or not, for a in game. This game, yeah, for a game like yeah. this, it's it's uh, a little bit surprising. And I would I would argue that the same goes for Cool Spot. It's just a stupid spot with legs and sunglasses. Like it shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't but be okay. But he was cool. 
Well, he is. Was, he, he's cool and and he's cool on. How do we put this? He's cool in execution. He's shit on paper. Right. Like it's just a terrible okay. idea on paper. I think there was something going on in marketing during the early '90s, and we had decided uh, that that we would uh, that we would use the idea of cool. So we're we we're breaking away from the Reagan era establishment of you know of, of corporateness, and you know like Nintendo really represented. You know, that corporate idea of, you know, strong arm and everything, but being a really good company as far as just, you know, providing the, uh, you know, the gaming, uh, the, the gaming arena, a solid place. Right. Yeah. But then Sega, this is what happened with this console wars. They wanted to be cool because they wanted to attract an older audience and marketing at this time was all about cool. Except for this, Ron except for this thing. game. It's not I don't cool. Know. It's not cool at all, man. But I mean. And it all it all culminated in the uh, the the coolest president ever, uh, Bill Clinton. Oh now, yeah, you right. could say he sucked as a president. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. But you got to admit him playing the saxophone on Arsenio Hall is you know I get your definition in our generation's mind. Yeah, I get your I get your definition. He wasn't a cadre right. old fart who couldn't seem not <laughs> have any fun. He also turned out to be you know a liar that was like taking advantage of uh, underage interns. But still, you know, right, he had right. a cool he had a cool factor to him uh, right. that that once that wore off it made it worse maybe. But you know, at the time it was like, "Ah, he's cool. He seems all right. He's playing a saxophone on Arsenio Hall and he's going whoop, well, Everybody whoop, whoop, whoop. was that was the thing. Like I said, marketing was all about cool and you had the cool spot you had chester cheetah not cheetos scott yeah. chester cheetah cheetah he was also he was also cool by the way his games really didn't hold up no. i don't know if you got a chance to peek at uh too cool for cool or whatever whichever ones it was uh, mm, i did not those look at that one. games yeah did not hold up they were they were like et level <laughs> unplayable well, in me, my opinion let me tell you what else i played See if this sounds like anything you've, you've yes. heard before. You want to go get some pizza because it's time to get some pizza because the Noid is here. All right, so that game is Yo Noid. That came Yo out in uh, 1990, so a little earlier than all yeah. this. This was a NES game, and uh, I have to admit, mechanically, I played... Okay, let me tell you the things I played today. I played... Uh, it's uh, a cool spot, right? The one we talked cool, about. Yeah, cool spot. I played yeah, the McDonald's yeah. game. McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. Yep. I yeah. played a game called Pepsi Invaders, which I'll get to in a minute. And I played Yo Noid. And Yo Noid for the NES right. is the most mechanically interesting of all of them. It's actually the most fun to play. It doesn't look the best. It doesn't, you know, it's an NES game, so you're not, you don't have parallax right. scrolling or any of the cool 16-bit era stuff. Bit. You're very 8-bit. Right. You know, not not a lot of animation, just sort of basic stuff, scrolling background. But mechanically, well, first of all, they don't screw up the button placement like I was complaining about with the other ones. This one knows exactly what the button should be. A should right. jump or, you know, your bottom most part of your diamond of buttons. That should jump. And X or whatever the equivalent of X over on the, uh, the left hand of your buttons layout should be whatever right. shoots or attacks. That's how life should be in the world. This game yes. knows that, and I appreciated that. Um, but also, I don't know. It just felt good. It was a fun scroll. It felt good to shoot dudes and kill dudes. These Elmer Fudd-looking enemies that it felt like they were maybe ripping them off a little bit. Uh, it's a. It was a fun time, and I was very surprised by Yo Noid. 
which yeah, the name look, makes me want was, to die. It, I hate the it name. Was, what's, right. The name is terrible, but it makes me laugh because they're making a play on the fact that he uses a yo-yo, which also was, was seeing a resurgence during the uh, early 90s. Uh, obviously, as is, is, is Yo Noid mm-hmm. had uh, a, a yo-yo, as well as Spot, if you uh, if you stood around for a minute or two, yeah. he would start sometimes uh, throwing down the uh, yo-yo. Uh, Ronald, not so much. He he liked to make the uh, he liked to make the arches. Yeah, he put he his hands. What's that his... called when they just when they're when the idle uh, the idle animation? What is it? Just called uh, idle animation just the idle animation. Yeah, when you're holding still and Mario gets sleepy, yeah. starts you know sits down and talks about lasagna or whatever. That's totally an right. idle animation. I'm a big fan of those. It'd be fun to see a whole compilation of those. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Maybe we, one day we, Get should, on it. we should just do a little contest, do a little vote with the audience <gasps> and say, who's your favorite oh. idol animation of all time? Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Everything with a character in it that isn't first person is idol. And even some first person shooters have idol animations. So Yeah. I got I to gotta admit, after seeing McDonald's, seeing Ronald do that, and it's like an unclosed heart that people do, since yeah. it's just the golden arches, it, it really... <laughs> Something about it works for me. What if it's a gang sign now and we just don't know it? It might be. Right. I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Everything's a or, gang sign. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a question. Do you want to go eat some McDonald's? You want to go get <laughs> Well, let me tell you about uh, a, a Pepsi game that isn't Pepsi Man. It's Pepsi Invaders. And um, this again. Oh, this is old, old school. This is very old. Yeah. 1983 was the year. It was the Atari 2600. I didn't know this existed, but it was legit. It was a real game. And this is what it sounded like. This sounds familiar. You won't be. You won't be alone. Now, oh, yeah. if that sounds like Space Invaders on the 2600, you would be 100% yeah. correct. The difference is the little ship at the bottom looks different, or your base. Um, the big the big uh, structures that protect you in Space Invaders. Right. The barriers. Yeah, right. the barriers are not barriers. They're spelled out words. I forgot what they say. They don't say Pepsi. They I probably that. say Pepsi, no? I, I wish they did, because then it would make effing sense. But they don't say Pepsi. <laughs> They just uh, here. I'll put I'll put some video up for the chat so you guys can make sense of this. The only thing that was Pepsi like in the entirety of this thing. Oh, this is just the Wikipedia crap. I thought I had the video. Uh, the only uh, I'll I'll look for it in a second. But the only difference between this oh. and Space Invaders that I could tell, or the only thing that made it Pepsi, I should say, was the ship that flies across the top. Like right, right now, you can hear it, uh, and you're trying to shoot up between and hit him and get extra points. That UFO ship was blue and red like Pepsi colors. Right. That's it. The rest of it so is basically, just... It's just Space Basically, Vaders. Pepsi was going, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to make Space Invaders yeah. for you yeah. cheaper, but you're going to agree to look at our branding. Yeah, basically, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and, and you guys remember in Space Invaders when stuff gets real crazy after you're only down to one or two dudes? Yeah. Here, here's that. He's getting faster. Even more. Okay, more. Oh, oh, oh. It's too much. That just makes me hate Pepsi. I cleared it. (laughs) Good job. I actually kind of had fun because I like I like Space Invaders. It's a fun old school game, but um, it's a ripoff of Space Invaders. Don't bother with it. I don't think it's very good. But it's another example of like that's just some meddling. That's not even like a branded thing. That's just saying. Hey, what if it was, uh, you know, kind of like this, but had our name on it? They right. didn't even try. Whereas something like Cool Spot or this McDonald's game or it, others, it, they yeah, actually go for it. It just picked a genre. It said, yeah. okay, we're going to use the platforming genre and we're going to step inside this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I Instead can of an absolute that. flat out rebranding of something that already exists, which, by the way, 
it kind of exists now in the mobile space where there's the generic games yeah. that can be branded for fairly inexpensive for any company to get involved in. But I'm like, oh, but that yeah. takes the soul away from it. Yeah. And you don't, we need more soul, not less. We I need soul. Soul in our cool spot. Um, okay. Check this out. This is crazy to me. Uh, Wild Wicked Willy Will is a character that was supposed to <laughs> you be read in, the book. He was in right. the cool spot manual, but never appeared in the game in any form. Uh, even though it says here, even though he is the guy who looked up your fellow spots motivated or locked, locked up, up, sorry, locked up your fellow spots motivated by a desire to capture a real life spot from the seven of which universe. you are. Right. Uh, you are the so only he's, free he's spot. He's like Gargamel for the Smurfs. Right. And did you know why you're the only one left? Because they actually tell you in that manual. Why, the, why, why are you the only one? So the, you're the only one that escaped uh, in, in, in encampment. You're the only one that didn't suffer whatever fate wild wicked willy will had for you <laughs> that's the stupidest name um it's because you were out surfing on a bottle of seven up yeah yeah and you like in busy. the commercial right it's yeah. like yeah yeah and the beginning of the game Love they it. show that as well it's the start screen right. you're, you're on that bottle so you were away like just surfing and having a ball while all your buddies were getting rounded up yep i guess there were no other signs and you just didn't know you're also supposed to the main the main uh, thing here is if you complete the game on difficult or hard and collected all of the cool lever- letters, 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 you had letters. to spell out uncola. Remember they were the uncola. That's see, right. They were the, the uncola. Ooh, do yeah. you remember those? Do you remember the glasses from I was either the seventies or eighties? They would, they you remember how the Coca-Cola uh, and Pepsi glass used to be kind of like small towards the bottom and then like flared out the top. Oh yeah. And yeah, I do remember so that. So they, they inverted those glasses my grandma had some. They inverted the glasses <laughs> upside down, so the big part was at the bottom yeah. and the small part. And it said like Seven Up Uncola. Wow, that's fantastic. And it was wait, you. You think it? Well, you're like, oh, that's clever. You ever tried drinking one out of one of those? No, I never have. Do you have anything like reason, that? You still have? The, you no, st- I, I don't. I don't. I don't okay. But there's a reason why they flare at the top and not at the bottom. Right. Let's that, just say that. Let's just yeah, we could say that. I think that's fine. Right. No. No. Uncola. You know. No. No, uh, 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 no shade thrown at anyone's grandmother for their poor taste. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. A couple others I want to mention on here that I didn't play, but are worth mentioning. Um, that all kind of I don't know bask in the light of the of this sort of legacy, and that would be Pepsi Man. It's still very, yes. very, very weird. Um, the is- most notorious of advergaming. Yeah. Uh, Pepsi man. And it's funny that pe- that drink companies are the ones that are really rolling our cheese here. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's see if I can get some video of that going. It's taking forever to load, but uh, snack um, foods and, and drinks during the, the late during the, here's some more, a little bit, just, just, this is just world politics. This isn't necessarily uh politics to be talking about politics. This is more about during the eighties when Reagan came in, he kind of lifted a lot of uh, restrictions by appointing, uh, individuals who were lift restrictions for advertising towards kids. Mm-hmm. And so during the eighties and all the way into the early nineties, uh, it was, it was a full on heyday for those, uh, for those corporate branded people, especially when we started putting, uh, consoles, video game systems in our homes mm-hmm. of, uh, of kids. So it was direct marketing. Yeah, for sure. Some of that stuff got lightened up. Uh, we, you know, people could start, I don't know, jamming their brands down kids' throats in other ways. This game came out in 1999, so we're well past that era, obviously. But uh, I'm showing it on screen now a little bit here, the Japanese version anyway of Pepsi Man. (laughs) 
This is PlayStation and, era one, right? Right. Early, PlayStation early one. PlayStation one era. Um, well, right. let's see. PS one hit us shores in 96. So yeah, it's still in the thick of that. Right. Um, where PS- but this was never on the, on the, uh, it never made it to American shores though, right? Uh, I think it was Japan only. And, uh, and it yeah. was notable because was- people were like importing it and thought they were really cool because they imported this weird game with Pepsi <laughs> in it. I remember that. I remember people being proud of it. It's like, dude, I totally hacked yeah. the thing and got a copy of it. Cause my friend works at such and such. And he knows a Japanese guy who can get me these games. And it was so what's weird. weird. It, it is weird. I mean, the game is weird itself, but also uh, the the fact that it was the localization of it was America. Pepsi Man was always an American icon, but it was only advertised in Japan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, weird. I guess it's how Japanese people saw us. Maybe, maybe. I, guess. I don't know. Now Pepsi Man's in a garbage can while he runs over Pepsi cans. <laughs> so maybe that is how they saw us. I don't know. Like it's a very very weird thing, and it's basically an endless runner. By the way, if you want to talk about yeah, games that yeah. you know, three D perspective behind the shoulder, three D endless runners, this game kind yeah. of preceded all that by a good <laughs> decade or more. So it's it's kind of like Paperboy, right? Because Paperboy is just like that. That was like the first endless runner I remember playing. You just you're kind of like kinda. you can slow down, but you can't really stop necessarily. Yeah, you except you weren't. In the case of Pepsi Man, he he can't stop at all. Um, <laughs> Pepsi Man can't stop. <laughs> Pepsi Man is not going to stop for anybody. Even if this truck drops another couch on the street, he's still going to jump over it uh, successfully. <laughs> oh, there's a Pepsi truck. He has to duck under his own branded truck. Good Lord. Anyway. Love it. Um, and now he's in front of a store at a Pepsi machine. The store's called Kids Kids. Okay. Great. Right. Kids Kids. Now, anyway. the whole the whole idea behind <laughs> Pepsi Man what he, is he's supposed to be trying to quench our thirst, right? He's trying to collect Pepsis and... Get them to the people. Yeah, he's trying to save everybody from whatever it is that will stop us from getting Pepsi uh, and available to us. <laughs> so thank goodness, stop us from getting Pepsi. Yeah, thank goodness he's around. Um, it's funny though; this version's got English, everything except for the dialogue that the characters have. So, oh, really? So I, I thought know. they were all always all English all the time, from what I understood. But I, 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 I haven't I played know. Pepsi Man in a while. <laughs> I haven't played. In fact, I'm not sure I've ever played it. I just remember it. And I remember thinking, well, that's really stupid. I can't believe this exists. And there were people I who swore it. by it, thought it was great. Yeah. The music was the music is very catchy. The Pepsi Man theme song is is very catchy. Let me play some of that. I, I got it right. There. So that's him, you know, running over Pepsi cans. Breaking through the I would be pissed if I were these people. actually sings pepsi man they do they do uh, throughout the 90s we seem to have a fascination with cool <laughs> and surfing and beach music yeah it's, have you noticed a trend marketing. today uh, the trend yeah. in, in just today's selections they're all going for kind of a beachy tropical theme that's yeah, hilarious yeah did not expect what we that. did during the 90s apparently yeah we were super into it, it um other, in anyway other examples include uh we, we talked about sneak king it was basically a, a play on like stealth gameplay and you snuck yeah. around as the king as the um as the uh, uh burger king king I wonder, right i wonder at what point in time they realized that that did they realize from from inception that the burger king burger king character mascot that they were using for their marketing was creepy or did they play a couple they do a couple of commercials straight faced and then said this is creepy you know it'll be even creepier let's really lean into it and have the creepiest thing ever have a burger king mascot sneaking around yeah. your neighborhood yeah yeah trying not to get detected like it's legitimately yeah. kind of fun 
it's not bad. It 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 plays to like stealth mechanics people were playing at the time and oh right. I don't know, Splinter Cell, I suppose. Games full, like full that. Full motion video for for uh, at least some of the cutscenes, right? Yeah. And- Poorly made full motion video, by the way. <laughs> Like really cheap, like crappy digital. Uh, I don't even know what they used here. It's bad. What what did what'd you want for three ninety nine? You, it's the equivalent of a Whopper. It is the equivalent of a Whopper. You're not wrong. Boy, YouTube's really slow today. Here we go. So so here he is. He's sneaking around. See, he's in king form here. Try to stay behind that lady. Get up here. <laughs> so I love how he sneaks. He sneaks like a king would sneak. <laughs> He's he's so proper about the sneak. He got his little <laughs> his little hands. He got a little T Rex hands, kind of yeah. up. I don't know it's why fantastic. this fascinates me so much. But then what he does, he gets behind that guy. I can't remember what the whole point was though. Was it to convince he, him? He's oh, trying. To, it looks like he's trying to figure out what this guy wants. So this is one of those games where it's like I'm going to figure out what you want and I'm going to deliver it. You need yeah. to. He, this guy wants a burger. I'm going to do it. Yep. I'm that guy's happy. Look, guy. he has a big uh, check mark over his head now. He ha- he got a yeah. burger out of the deal. Um, yeah. Even though Burger King burgers kind of make me nauseous, it's fine. <laughs> it's just fine. <laughs> All right. A uh, couple other little known facts about this uh, this game, originally the, the Spot game, because we're going to get back to that for a second. Um, while the game was a licensed promotion of the soft drink, European versions removed the branding because uh, the European version of 7-Up did not have a spot on the can oh, and was not a mascot. Yeah. They had Fido Dido. Oh yeah, Fido Dio, the 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 squiggly hair guy, right? Yeah, squiggly haired guy that was like nothing to do. Well, I mean, he's still, I guess, a mascot, just in a different place. And right. uh, he had weird hair, and he had his own game, and it never got released on the Genesis, but it was on the Mega Drive, which is the a European equivalent, right? Uh, or what they called it over there. And uh, what else? There's a hidden credit in the SNES version of the ROM, which reads 1992 Basement Boys Software. Now this is interesting. Basement Boys Software was a group of famous, uh, or a group that was made famous for making hacking tools on the Commodore 64 in the late ah, '80s. I knew I knew this, that name. This is great, uh, and had some members go on to chip level designs. A company that used to provide sound programming to a number of SNES titles. Uh, the same credit appears in ah. Bubsy, if you remember Bubsy at all. Yes, I we played. That was like my guess, my game a mm-hmm. while back. Bubsy, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was. Yeah, and I, uh, did we mention that uh, Dave Perry was the designer on this thing? I don't know if we did. Oh, I I don't know if we did, but I definitely knew Dave Perry was involved. You might remember from like from things like Aladdin, this in in other McDonald's Uh, Earthworm uh, Jim. Excuse me, freaking Earthworm Jim one and two. Hello, Earthworm. Yeah, yeah, can't forget those. So yeah, he's he was he was highly involved with all this stuff for a long time. There, Dave Perry was royalty in game design. Yes, and then he wasn't. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, then now. he wasn't. What's he doing now? Let's find out. Uh, last time I saw, okay, so Dave Perry's an interesting guy. He's, I, I think the last time I read an interview with him, he was doing tattoo. He's a tattoo artist. Now, I correct me if I'm wrong. I <laughs> this is one of those off the cuff remarks that I'm going on by memory. Yeah, I remember seeing an interview not that long ago with him, and he was, uh, you know, he did some TV stuff for a while, and then he got he got into tattooing. All right, well, it, here's here's what he's known for. Everyone knows him for these things. During the 16-bit era, responsible for Disney's Aladdin, Cool Spot, Earthworm Jim, founded Shiny Entertainment. Uh, he worked there from 93 to 2006. Perry created games for companies such as Disney, 7-Up, McDonald's, Hemdale, and Warner Brothers. In 2008, he was presented with an honorary do- doctorate from Queen's University in Belfast, oh. where he was from. Uh, he's an Irish guy. Uh, he was the founder okay. and co-founder of cloud-based gaming, Guy uh, Gaikai, which was acquired by Sony. So the Gaikai tech is what Sony uses for PlayStation now. They're streaming tech. Okay. 
Right. Uh, in 2017, he became the co-founder and CEO of customer intelligence startup called Go uh, VYRL Inc., which develops new enhanced brand dashboards. Something right. called Caro. That doesn't sound video game related at all. So I think he's he's not and into it. I anymore. also just googled Dave Perry, and I was confusing that with another Dave Perry. Well, you're not thinking of Steve Perry, a singer of. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no. This is a different Dave Perry. But maybe that's the reason why I couldn't quite recall all the facts. I probably thought it then, and I got it incorrect. And then I went back and said, "Wait a minute, that's probably not the same guy." Yeah. So it looks like he's out of. Oh, he's doing technology brand stuff to work with influencers. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's the that's the Dave Perry I was thinking about. And he's an investor now. He's not doing anything with uh, uh, with gaming anymore, really. I mean, not not from that angle. He's not designing anymore, which is kind of a bummer because right. for a while there it was like, dude, Dave Perry, what are you doing next? And they did that weird um, uh, MDX, MSX. What was that called? Uh, oh gosh, next generation. Let's see. I'm I'm just finding this here. Um, Oh, they, wow. They, Atari, Atari acquired his company, uh, Shiny Entertainment, for $47 million. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, he helped the Wachowskis make uh, the Matrix movies. So, anyway, beyond oh, that, I go. can't Dave find it. Dave Perry's killing it. Yep. Dave Perry, a guy you know and love. Um, all right. What else is interesting here? Uh, back to Pepsi Man for a second. <laughs> Pepsi Man was made on a very tight budget and did not sell well. Uh, they did an interview in the Untold History of Japanese Game Developers book discussing his time. Uh, that the guy that designed this as uh, as KID during the development of yeah, Pepsi Man. What does that mean? No, oh, KID was, was the, the name of the company. I actually put this in the show notes. Yeah, it was it was KID Games was the development company. Right. Um, he they, says the guy worked for. He worked in an area nicknamed the Edge of the Cliff. And they did yeah, that right. because those in that area could be disposed of easily. <laughs> There was a poster there that said Edge of the Cliff in case you forgot. So basically they were all like, work on this shit game and we might fire you any right. second. Uh, Dude, have you know. have you read any of the untold history of Japanese game developers? Developers, It's a book and it's just all these great interviews about that, you know, the, the hell that oh, yeah. is development oh, yeah. in the Japanese game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, do you have a least favorite uh, game that would fit in this category? Like you know, branded whatever. Uh, I, branded, I, yeah. Like 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 I said, those those. Even those if they're, let's are, say it this way, is there anything that's ever been done like branded that they said, "Hey, kids, play this video game," where you were just annoyed from the get go and didn't even try playing the game because you were annoyed they were doing it? Oh, I didn't even try playing it. Ooh, ooh, getting getting annoyed. Uh, pre. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, because I, I have I have, I have pretty, one answer to that, but I want to hear yours first. I have I have a pretty high tolerance to 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 BS. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I can't think of anything that I hated off. I do know that about after five seconds to play in, uh, the Chester Cheetah games, any of them, they all just were terrible. And the Kool-Aid man from the Atari and television days was just this weird <laughs> experiment that didn't work well. Yeah. yeah. I was going to try some of those today and I, I decided not to. Yeah. Those cool. They, you don't, they look really just bad. Keep yeah. on moving. Keep not on interested. moving. Um, for me, it's uh, funny enough because some people really liked it, but I did not like America's army. Oh, America's this? army. I actually, yeah, that, that would be easily to be offended by because it was like, it was, it was their recruitment. It was, was a recruitment to tool. The roof. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent recruitment tool and it worked and that's great yeah. and well done and whatever. And all respect to I everyone it. in the army, but I didn't like the idea that any government anywhere, it's right. not just here, any government anywhere would make a video game as a recruitment tool 
Yeah. That's something about it rubbed so, me wrong, it was man. So fun and, it was so fun and so good, and I didn't get recruited. I didn't think it was that fun. <laughs> That's the other thing. Is I thought it was just arduous to play. I loved it. It was kind of a pain, and it didn't, it, I don't know, it annoyed I don't, me. I don't know exactly what hit all the spots for me, but it, it, it was really good for me. I enjoyed the crap out of it. Yeah. I don't. I just don't trust. I don't trust governments to get that kind of stuff right, and they don't no. do it anymore. That's gone now, right? That game doesn't exist anymore. I don't. Um. Think. Yeah. I don't think they still support that. I don't think that's that's legacy now. Video game. Let's just see. When will um, when will they bring out the next America's Army? It was originally released in two thousand and two. The last version, two thousand and thirteen. Wow, eleven years, huh? So that's more good. longer than I thought, actually. To be honest, yeah. uh, they went all the way up to. Let's see. America's Army 5, and then they put out some uh, single-unit things, America's Army's Two Soldiers, Special Operations, Rise of Soldier, and Real Heroes. Yeah. Real American Heroes. It wasn't that. G.I. Army. (laughs) G.I. Army. (laughs) That's it. That's the one. Um, All right. What else? Uh, Published by, we mentioned all that. We don't have to talk about that. Um sequels there was a second one let's talk about this for just a second um because this is weird oh yeah so, the, the cool spot sequel yeah now when they did this this was a popular thing to do especially in arcades we've talked before about how dig dug 2 is terrible why right. is it terrible well it's because everything about the or, or joust 2 for that matter most of the things that were good about the originals they didn't do in the sequels and instead they were like what if we made it pseudo 3d top down uh, you know, isometric view, whatever. This happened a lot back then. And this game right. ended up with one of those. It was reported, I haven't played it, but reportedly very this, difficult. This is Cool Spot goes to Hollywood, yeah, right? Cool, just Spot goes to Hollywood. Then he put Cool Oh, Spot. I'm sorry. It wasn't cool anymore. Yeah. Did, the, the cool is implied. Yeah, it's always cool when you're such a tool. No, that's that's just rhymed. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Anyway, uh, you were and and they everyone recommended if you're going to play this thing, play it on easy. I don't care how much of a elite gamer you think you are, don't play this right. uh, on anything but easy because even easy is just like punishingly ridiculously hard. Right, and it had a really cool look, like a rad top down Zaxxon sort of angle on everything. Okay, and um, people didn't like it. I never, I never, I never played this. By the way, I, I, I'd seen it, but I've never played uh, Spot Goes to Hollywood because I just knew I would be disappointed after Cool Spot. There's this, yeah. You know. Well, yeah, like there's a certain, I don't know, if it was a proper sequel, I could get it. But here you go, chat. You can see how this is playing in a very different view. Um, very hard to line oh, okay. up. Okay, I, I, I take it back. Now I want to play this. This looks nothing like I thought it would look. I mean, it's still like a nicely little sprite animated version of the character and. A lot of these and enemies still, are the ones you're used to. And they're um, still collecting the the cool spots. It looks like there's a cool percentage, just like in the cool spot, even though they haven't said it. Yeah, and they like to have this text cool move around like uh, drunk people. I don't know why they do that. Um, Coolmongous. But uh, Password saves? Yeah, what? password saves, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. First this, game had password saves. In this saves. era? Oh, yeah, sure. All right. Well, sure no, enough. password saves are the old way, man. Like, right. n- none of these had batteries in them. These are all poop. Well, I know. Yeah. Oh, this was what this was what's SNES you said? This would have been SNES, Genesis, um Okay. May have been in somewhere else, but I think that was it. It was same 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 generation gen, same as their, gen. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So nothing fancy there. Um but it's a cool look, right? That's a neat look, but apparently real hard to line up your shots and make sure you're winning and not die. And yeah. a lot of stuff off screen hitting you and you don't mean it to and, and this sort of thing. Oh. So. See, that was my big complaint about Cool Spot too. It, you could 
you could like look up and down in different areas uh, off screen, mm-hmm. so you'd know what we were you know about to encounter, so that you could make good choices. Mm-hmm. And man, in cool spot, you would just be you would fall right on something off screen, even if you were looking. It's yeah, just like it was so frustrating. It is frustrating, even the the two D one. But this one looks even yeah. worse because that crab showed up out of nowhere just now, and that bird. How the <laughs> hell are you supposed to even hit this bird? Where is it? What plane of is it? On the, yeah, what plane is it on? Because yeah. it's like is there, you're you're standing next to some steps. So yeah, this, this is the problem. Like, this is the problem. Yeah. If in some ways this is ahead of its time because it's trying to recreate a 3D platformer, and right. that wasn't that wasn't here yet. And so nope. in some ways it's really neat, and then in other ways you're like, yeah, not it's not going to work, guys. They should have made a turn-based <laughs> XCOM strategy game. I'd play that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Com, hard Com this spot. Is. This guy's. Did you just, I'm sorry. What did you say? Com spot. <laughs> I stand by it. You stand by your <laughs> statement. Fair enough. Um, all right. That's basically it. Now, if you're saying to yourselves like you do every week, hey, Scott, hey, Brian, how can I play some of these old games? Well, it turns out most of them are up on the uh, couple places. Archive.org has a pretty good Genesis library up there. Yeah, they do. It's on there. Um, they have a lot of hacked ROMs and some stuff. I wish they had more legit ones and less hacked ones, but... But anyway, the good thing is a lot of the ones that are there, you don't even have to download. So you just you can stream it right in the browser. Just play in your browser. That makes you feel a little more safe. Another place I go to all the time is one called PlayRetroGames.com, and it's all it's you know playable ROMs and almost every almost every device is represented there. And I that's where I played it today, and it played great, no problem. Has controller support, uh, so you can play that in your browser that way. I don't think Archive does. I don't think it senses controllers. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, I yeah does. I think it yeah. Does yeah, it? I'm I pretty sure it does. I've, I've played it. With I couldn't get it to before. work I, for whatever reason. It wasn't working for me. I don't know why. Oh, uh, it might be a browser could uh, be connectivity issue or some kind of permission issue. Possibly. Could have been the one mm. game I tried too. So that's possible. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, that's uh, another place you can get it. And uh, the one place you can't get it is anywhere near Seven Up uh, Corporate or their website. They don't have it. Yeah, you yeah, think they want to pretend be, like this doesn't exist? I suppose. Don't you think they'd be proud of their history as a you know drinky place? I, but also look at this cool video game we made. I, I mean, know. surprisingly, as as time has passed, uh, Cool Spot is really is is one of the most loved advert games that ever existed. You would think they would at least go, okay, well, you yeah, know, embrace it. There's that. Yeah, hug your destiny is what I'm but saying. But at this point, I don't even know. At this point, I don't even know where corporate seven up is. I don't even know if they're still PepsiCo or if they're their own thing. I don't even know what they're doing anymore. So yeah. Aren't they all owned by like, no, at one time they were a raid. Yeah. <laughs> but there was like a KFC and Taco Bell. were all PepsiCo companies or something. And right. Right. Are. KFC talk all those places like that made it. It's hard to keep up with it, yeah. but man, you're right. I would love to have seen a KFC game that was, Something I I wish they wouldn't lean lean into the weirdness of the colonel. Yeah, because we already got we already got the king. There you is know, that there is that uh, dating sim that colonel good looking colonel game that came out. It's on Steam. Oh yeah, um, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I did play that colonel that, uh, colonel sex pot or whatever it was. What colonel it? sex pot. It's I not- do. So that's an interesting question. So where have games gone? Because during the generation we're talking about, you know, that one of the hottest. You know, one of the hottest things was platforming. So, of course, that's where they're going to go. It's easier to develop for, and it's yeah. got, you know, it's got a fan base. And now we're all over the place. And it seems like the marketing is mostly 
focus towards the mobile mm-hmm. and the you know the you know the, the runners mm-hmm. because those are just so easy. Yeah, it was, or, or this, this is Pepsi Man. But you can also do these like the the KFC thing on Steam seems like a no brainer because what do they have to invest in that? Barely anything, right? Doesn't cost anything to put a game on Steam other than your time and your effort. But do you think about fried chicken when you think about dating? No, I don't. Not at all. I don't. Yeah, what I want is a game where a chicken runs around shooting shit. Or or you know what? Even better, the colonel running around like a dual stick shooter with the colonel shooting. Right. I, don't I know, know. I want the colonel to be an old southern Kentucky kind of guy with a sword, right? <laughs> Constantly being offended and and fighting for his honor. Yeah. Just a one duel after the other. Madam, yeah, one duel after sir, the other. I take offense at what you said, sir, and then right. forty paces. <laughs> All right. Well, that's your game. Go check it out. It's also available as cart- carts and stuff. You can get them on eBay for 10 to 30 bucks. That seems a little high. For yeah. A cool spot. But. Well, it, not for. I don't think it's too bad for cool I don't spot. think it's bad. I, mean, I just think it's higher than you should pay for a game that old, is what I'm saying. Right. Right. Now, the problem I, is, if, there's, I, if it's well, a supply and demand is, problem, then yeah, sure. I guess you pay more. But. but the thing is, I mean, inflation. I mean, I mean, we've been talking about inflation for a while, but now inflation's really real, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I mean, what is what is ten or twenty dollars in twenty twenty two compared to what you know it cost originally? Hey, don't say that. I, I want it, was, it to go down again. That's what I want. I don't want inflation right. to keep going up. Does inflation ever go down? It only goes up, right? Uh, that's good. I think it retreats. I don't know if it ever like uh, it never makes up for what you lost, though, right? Like it's never going to be like, oh, a week ago these were ten, these were five, now they're ten, and then when inflation slows down, it might still be ten, but it's never going to be five again. Right. You've totally ran out of my uh, area of any type of expertise. <laughs> I know everyone's <laughs> talking out of our butts about this. There's no way we know anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, everybody, we hope you enjoyed our discussion about that stuff. And uh, we'll get into what's up next week uh, soon. But before that, it's time to play Guess Our Game. Destroy it. <laughs> That's where we play a little uh, clip from an old game and we try to trick each other into figuring it not trick each other just challenge each other that's all really i, I try to trick you i'm like oh, what can i do let me press let me start this clip here so that i can trick and fool yeah <laughs> you're the you're the loki of the frog pants network that's right um I'm all right a, so i'm gonna play chaos. mine brian here's your hint uh this game came out in 1994 1994 it is very controversial and i think oh. they pulled it from production i don't know the full story on this thing but something like that because it was a little bit controversial. So you may not know right. this, but I thought it was an interesting one, and I do remember it. So here we go, 94, Genesis, SNES era stuff. Here you go. Hey, that's classic. That guy sounds like you. What is it? He'll do it again. That's him getting hit in the gut. Right, right. All right. Any ideas? Guesses? Uh, there's, there's a couple of guesses, um, and I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna slow one. I'm slow I, I think. <laughs> it sounds I like Vegas. I, I can see this, but I, I want. For some reason, I'm like going. Was this when the. Geico Caveman is is he doing an advert gaming? I'm like, no, that can't be right. So it's <laughs> did BC have a game? Because it definitely sounds like somebody you know, like Cave Manny, Caveman, right? Well, um, 
Funny you should say that because the partial, right. the part of the game I'm playing right now in audio. Hang on. You see, that's all, you know, 2001. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're not wrong to say that because this part is set there, but it's a time travel thing. So they're not there the whole time. No, okay. He's just there for a little bit. I'll tell you, you're is never going to get Ted's it. Ted's excellent gaming adventure. You're never going to get it. Nobody in the world's going <laughs> to okay, get this, right. but it was called right. Normie's Beach Babe O'Rama. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah, it's old. No one remembers it. Normies? Yeah. That is that is that is that is such a modern term. Yeah. So what was it again? Normies? Normie. Like the guy's name is Norm. He goes yeah, by yeah, Normie. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Normies just, Normies traveled to what now? To, he uh he no, it's Normies. Sorry. Normies oh. Beach Babe Orama is what it's called. Beach Babe Orama. So this yeah. is kind of like okay, so that was it's leisure sexy. It's sexist Larry. as hell. It's super sexist, right. and it's was just it before or after the leisure suit Larry. Oh craze? well, well after, but it's also very different. Leisure that's suit easy. Larry being that's more awesome. of an adventure game. This is like uh, right. full on, like what we've been talking about today. Very platform, right? Um, it's can super I, dumb, dude. Super dumb. Can right. I make a? Can I, I want to tell you something. Go. I want to tell you something. I want you not to judge me. All right, I want I'm you ready. To sit there. And not judge me. Give it to right? me. Give it to me. So I'm going through the MAME emulator. Yeah. And I got my got my Atari stick and everything. And I'm going through stuff, right? And I'm yeah. scrolling through the retro art, seeing what all I got here. And I'm like, okay, that's that's stupid. That's yeah. dumb. Okay, this all sucks. This is stupid. Yeah. That sucks. And I came across one. It was called um what's it called? Supermodels something something. And I looked at the cover art and I'm like, I'm like, oh it's a Japanese. I think I've seen these. I think I've seen these games before. Have you ever been to like a, I haven't been in decades, but I used to go to bars occasionally and there would usually be like an arcade machine, usually a countertop arcade machine. Yeah. And there always be some loser over there smoking it up <laughs> with, you know, like, like the big stack of quarters, like yeah. he maybe wasn't a loser. Maybe he was the coolest guy ever. I don't Might know. Have been. Anyway, I don't know. You never know. Right. Yeah. And I recognized and I'm like, oh, I always was curious about those little arcade machines because, you know, I get bored in bars. I'm not a bar guy. And I'm like, maybe I should play one. But it's always seemed to be like the cards were flipped around. They would have like sexy babes or something. And some of the places were like, you know, have almost like near nudity. I'm like, no, I can't play those things. Anyway, this supermodel game, I said, okay, let me let me see what these games were like. And so you essentially you have this little little happy face guy. And you you're you're like on the outside edges of the screen where you can navigate them around, and then you can make inroads by cutting into a picture that's kind of like partially hidden. Yeah. And you, but there's like these there's like little insects or bugs or different things that kind of try to stop you. And uh, it, if they hit your line, so it's kind of like Tron. So like if you're if you're running across trying to reveal a chunk of of the photo that you're trying to to do, yeah. it'll hit it. Yeah. And uh, it, it'll, it'll hit your line. You'll die. Yeah. I get All right. It. Yeah. This game is such, I was like, oh my God, this yeah. game is such a terrible psychological trick yeah. to try to get bored dudes <laughs> <laughs> to spin more quarters. Oh, I've yeah. never felt more exploited even though I had all the quarters in the world, I never felt more exploited because I mean, it was just—it was such a cheater game. Yeah. It was constantly having things that were obviously 
a cheat where it come attack me. And I'm like, you didn't. That's not procedurally just random. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. intentional. Got to remember, these and, games uh, were mostly designed. I just, you know, I remember NBA Jam was the worst at the time. But there's, that rubber banding right. is real, man. They're there to get your quarters. No, nothing else. That's oh, my God. I felt so exploited, though. I felt more exploited than the lady that was uh, in a swimsuit that I was trying to reveal. So <laughs> there. <laughs> That's great. The pixelated lady they were trying to get all the clothes <laughs> off of. Well, this is oh, I can't wait. I was like, how would you do this in the bar? Because you know, people can see you doing this. I mean, I was like, this is weird. Yeah, what's weird about this? I just want to share that I never played those games. I was always curious. Yeah, those those are a big deal for a lot of people. This game is really not that salacious. It's basically, I mean, someone in the chat said it looks very average. It it is. It just is kind of goofy. There's a speed element that's sort of Sonicy, but it's not. It's not the same. It's it's just not quite the same. You also fight bosses at the end, so he's fighting this this uh, this caveman here. My God, this um, is this is like somebody took the BC comic and said, "Let me colorize it." Yeah, a little bit. It's it's just a real cheese ball thing. But the thing that you're always aiming for, the reason he's doing any of this uh, time traveling is he's trying to rescue these these beach babes that were stolen by the aliens. And the, so the whole premise is just kind of dumb. Beach. Beach babe. Yeah. So it didn't really come to much fruition. Well done, EA. It still came out for a bit, but then they pulled production and hardly anyone ever played it. So I kind of right. I kind of played a, a trick on you today by playing. Oh, 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 here I I'm gonna post in the chat room. It was called um oh, what is this game called that I, I was telling you about? Um Supermodel. Is it called Super Space Model? And you you picked like super space models, like yeah, super super. There's a space yeah. character, space, and then model, and you had to choose your character, and it was like from uh, it was like from Uncle Fester or Arnold Schwarzenegger or Saddam Hussein. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just the weirdest. It was the weirdest, dirtiest thing I've. I feel like I've so ever. It's not this, know, no, there's no nudity. There's, there's not no this. Nudity, it's not this Barbie game called Barbie no, Supermodel. Okay. That was actually before it, and I was like, Barbie Super. I was like, shut up. But yes, no. This was actually <laughs> called Super Space, and I put I put a link in the chat room okay. if uh, if you want to if you want to take a look at it. Right. But um, but yeah, I just thought it was it was so it was just a weird. I was like, God, this is 1994, by the way. Yeah, skeevy skeevy men at bars. They want nudity. That's what they want. Oh, so it was something called a non-nude clone of New Fantasia. Oh, I'm glad I didn't play that because I thought it was like the Disney Fantasia. I'm oh. glad I didn't look at that. Oh, here it is. I saw that too. Yeah, these bar games. Weird. <laughs> it's a weird angle. Like it's like slot machines. Right. I just don't fully get it. You know. But you know, it's it's obviously very popular with some people. It. So I don't know. I tried. To, I was trying to dig into the psychology of so it. So wait, that's Uncle I'm Fester up there, and then Saddam it is Hussein, RoboCops and up then there. RoboCop. What yeah. the heck? I'm like, they did. Those aren't licensed. Pro- I know they didn't get licensed on that. And it's like, did they are they under the idea of parody? Maybe I'm like, I don't know. You know what I played a bunch of today was that RoboCop arcade game. That's pretty good. Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah, as side scrollers yeah. go, and as licensed properties go. I'm here to tell you that RoboCop game ain't bad. It's all right. Right. Brian, I'm going to play your clip. Let's see if I can figure out what it is. Here it is. It's a loud one. Let's see what we got here. Yes, loud. It's arcade, baby. 80. 80, what would you say? Six. 86. Um, 86. Are you shooting stuff? 
Yeah, I'm shooting stuff, right? You're shooting stuff. Was that her voice? Hold on. No. I don't know what this is. Uh, chat room looking like they know. Arkanoid? Is it Arkanoid? Yeah, Arkanoid. Uh, Nailed chat it, room, chat room. Chat good room gets job, it. the Wraith. Yeah, chat room gets it. I don't get it. That's very good. Uh, I would not have gotten that. Was this the, um, oh, this is the arcade version. Right. So, I, ooh, <laughs> I played an old uh, uh, Mac, or no, it's not Mac, um, Apple IIe version of Arkanoid. I don't know if it was right. a ripoff or like an actual licensed one. And I also played the later like SNES version. Right. Uh, Arkanoid has its moments. There's nothing wrong with that series. It's okay. I, yeah, I like it. it. It was, I didn't really play it a lot. I'd seen it. And uh, I was like, ah, I think I want to play that a little bit because, well, one of the reasons why is because uh, I, you know, I got my Atari fight stick and it's got the it's got the ball in the middle. So I was kind of like scrolling through different games I could potentially or do use uh, the 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 mouse track the trackball thing they got. Wait, did Arkanoid? I thought Arkanoid used a. Ta- uh, it just uh, uses a joystick. Oh, okay. But you can you can actually you can use it. You can still use it. You can um, use it, right? So yeah, yeah, you can still use it. I thought it, for some reason I thought it was a spin wheel or like the knob. You know what I'm talking about? It might have been a knob. See, that's what I need. See, that, that was one of the things that they were selling with this uh, suggested for for this Atari uh, fight stick thing was to get the knob. You I'm, need the knob. Yeah, I need the knob. I'm I'm uh, maybe I'm thinking of Breakout. Just had a knob on my. Yeah, Breakout oh. definitely knobbed it. And because Arkanoid is like, hey, what if we took Breakout and made it huge? What if we did that? Right. What if we had a shooter element to yeah. it? Yeah. Well, then what would we do? Then, then what? what? Then what would happen? All right, you guys, it's time for an email. Welcome to the Treasure Room. Time to read this email. Got one to, uh, or these all come to the same place. Playretroshow at gmail.com. Playretroshow at gmail.com. Jamie, we know Jamie. Oh, hi, Jamie. Uh, is, yeah. that, is that our TMS Jamie? Yeah, TMS, uh, Jamie? TMS mashups Jamie. Definitely him. Oh. Says, well, hello, gentle nerds. Just wanted to quickly say how much I've been enjoying the new show. I loved Boop all the way through, even when it was just Scott bandying about. That must be, he means before he came on. Yeah, when you were doing it solo for a while. Yeah, I was just doing like a headline show back in the day. Anyway, I love me some retro games. It's my favorite type of game to play. Retro Arch coupled with my 8-bit Do Pro controller makes Mm. for some good times. I need to get one of those again. I don't know where my other one is. I do, too. We need to get some more. We need to do a controller episode. No, I must put my money back in my pocket. We're going to go broke. I don't know. We get enough Patreons. We get enough patrons. That's right. Maybe we can afford it. <laughs> anyway, ever since you announced this new show, I've been excited to see you guys dive into the original Super Mario Brothers series. The oh. beginnings of Mario 2, the perfection that was Mario 3. I couldn't oh, yeah. think of two people more qualified to discuss these classic games. Keep doing what you're doing. I love everything about the show. Cheers, Jamie. Yes. Uh, well, Jamie from Canada, I like that idea a lot. I would love to deep dive Mario 2 in particular because that thing is weird. It's so weird. Right. Right. I'd like story. to go back. But three, I can. I, is that why I can fly? That's uh, where I can yes, fly you can be the a, raccoon yeah. suit and the. I can raccoon it. What was the other thing you could be in there? Maybe it was just raccoon. Uh, I, bet, I haven't right. played three in so long. But two is weird. Two has a whole story behind it. It wasn't even the same team mm-hmm. building it. Um, it was very odd. The mechanics were pulling turnips out of the ground and throwing it at stuff. Birdo. What the hell kind of creature is Birdo? Like. <laughs> It's a weird, weird part of the Mario legacy and definitely worth discussion. Um, yeah. But yeah, we could probably make a whole episode out of those, yeah. out of those three probably. Jamie, Jamie, I got two words. Let's-a go. Yeah, let's-a go. Well, he didn't say any of that stuff back in the day. Well, but. no, no, but you know I'm talking about. 
Yeah, that's true. He just you know went, you know what I'm talking. Oh, about. I know what you mean. I know what you're. I I feel what you're dishing up. If, if he if he could have said "Let's go" in three, he would have said "Let's go." Yeah, it would have been like "Let's go." I mean, it's like all crusty. <laughs> Early voice modulation is one of my favorite things about that era of video oh, games. Interesting. You should say something about great uh, voice modulation and synthesis. Well, I wonder why we would, because maybe, just maybe, our discussion next week will surround a game called Berserk from the arcade. Hmm. That had some voice modulation as well as some really intense sounds. It's talking about talking about your idle idle animation. You didn't get any. No, if you did. You got chased around. If you were idle in that game, you were dead in that game. So yes, uh, right. You were dead. You were as good as dead. So uh, Berserk, the arcade experience. Berserk. Technically, it was Berserk twenty. Oh, what's the full name? Berserk game. <laughs> Ber- why can't I think of the numbers? Twenty forty nine? No, no, no. That's uh, that's. Uh, nah, the, did it have a number? I thought it was just. I always just called it Berserk. Maybe there was some numbers behind it. I thought it was Berserk. Oh, geez. Does anyone know? Chat room. You guys know. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. 19. Oh, maybe you're like, because part of the uh, the the voice work. I got you. So there's like, there's like 30 phrases or something or words that they, they would say in this game, which was amazing because it meant that the arcade was talking to us in 1980. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1980 mm-hmm. was very early. Oh, here it is. I found it. It was called. Is it just Berserk? <laughs> Berserk 2049 starred Harrison Ford. Good job, Ford. <laughs> you know what? I don't know what I'm is. thinking of. It is just Berserk. What am I thinking of? Yeah, you're probably sequel? thinking of Robotron is what you're probably thinking oh, of. Oh, I am thinking of Robotron. Yeah. it's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah screw yeah. Robotron. We're talking Berserk. Robotron's awesome, too. It'll come up in the discussion, but uh, Berserk has a real s- place for me. I-, I love that game. Put a lot of quarters in there. And, uh, Put so I- many quarters. A lot of what games are today owes a few things to Berserk. Uh, and Robotron, right. for that matter. So we'll get to all of that uh, yeah. next week. We're still in the maze games back then, right? That yeah. was that was right before we started uh, getting into some other things, getting vertical. Yeah, with the Donkey Kong. Yeah, and we got there was there was a weird split happening then because you had um, it felt like space shooters. Half the games were vector, and half of them weren't. And, right. Uh, the industry really wanted to go vector, but vector was limited I, in the end. It wasn't, you know, it really did. And I actually wanted to, that was one of the topics I was going to suggest. I'm like, Oh, we should do like a vector based game episode one day, but man, there are no stories in that little pot. I no. looked around and I'm like, it is, there's some amazing games some there. Stuff. There's some amazing, oh, amazing games. there. Games. Like, yeah. Like we could go on all day about, I don't know, Tempest or whatever, but right. Uh, Battle zone. But for me, it would be more about like that Vetrix home console and what that thing did. Yes. Um, and why yes. it didn't, didn't really succeed, but are still very rad. And I want one they bad. Are. I want a Vetrix. It was so futuristic, man. When oh. I played the Star Wars, it was the first time I felt like I was actually inside of a video game. Star- right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can play, you know, I think it had Star Castle on there, which I did a couple weeks ago for mm-hmm. the show. Um, just an awesome little device. My friend had one. I didn't have one. I hated him for it. I still, I still don't like him. Still don't like him for it. You can. I love, I love that. I, you know what? That's all. Everybody always has a story about their friend in the consoles that they had. Yeah. I would like to. I would like to discuss that one day if we can find an angle to make it interesting. But I think everybody has that friend they either loved or hated, or was envious yep. of because of their devices. Yep. I agree. 
so more on that next week. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that show. I hope you guys are as well. All right, before we get out of here, uh, let's uh, remind the fine folks at home how they can help us out. If they like this show and would like to see us continue to grow it and expand it, patreon.com slash play retro. Speaking of which, if you're a, pa- a patron, you got to see Brian's unlisted video today. Uh, yeah. Him messing around with uh, with Donkey Kong. That was pretty cool. Uh, much pretty more fun. coming in that direction. I think I may do a little bit of, I don't know, some coverage of this thing on there as well uh, once I get my head around this, this new device. But um, anyway, we'd love to get... More of your feedback, both there and email, about these devices. What are the coolest things to have these days? What controllers are you using? All that kind of stuff. Join us at patreon.com slash playretro. Playretroshow at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at playretroshow as well. If you're just looking for the website and want links to all this stuff, it's real simple. Frogpants.com slash playretro has all of that information. Okay, so one place to go if that's all you want. You're good to rock. Big shout out and thanks to whoever it is over at Pocket Cast who uh, decided oh, in, yeah. their, in their wisdom to feature us last week. That was awesome. No idea why that happened, but that was great. I know it's a manual process, so somebody over there likes us. Oh, and, uh, that's why I love the most. Yeah, made me happy to see that. So thanks for that. And if you guys found us that way, give us your thoughts and feedback. Send those emails, playretroshow at gmail.com. Brian, is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Uh, that's about it. Hey, you know, I play these games throughout the week, so if you tune in 6 p.m. Eastern Time, most nights I'll be playing something retro and probably something for the show. Mm, all right. Twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway. Keep your eye on that. For everything else, check out frogpants.com. More shows like this. This is uh, going to do it for us. We'll see you guys next week for more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then. about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.